0: Realize that um a lot has changed being single.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's a whole <laughs> yeah. new fucking brave new world. It's kind of like well, one of the
0: things I've noticed most recently is like, first of all, I have to stop saying like I realize that is a very <laughs> California thing, and I keep catching myself doing it. Ooh, mm-hmm. I'm really gonna work on that
2: okay it's, it's just, uh
0: it's just built into my mm-hmm. dialect I don't know um okay
1: you got so, this what I've noticed recently is you don't take out the trash as often yeah and that's not
0: necessarily a good thing
2: <laughs> yes I know exactly what you mean especially like if you're throwing stuff away and you're like uh I know I should probably, like, keep it in a container until it's time to take the garbage out. But also, like, you need room. So it's going in and then it's like, it smells like decaying food in here, you know?
0: And grocery shopping is very different now because Mm -hmm. I don't eat things fast enough for things not to go bad. Yep. So now I'm having to learn to get like either things that are smaller portions or I did um, get one of those meal kits. So I think it's called home chef and I just do two meals a week and I got them on Tuesday and they're still in the refrigerator. So I literally have to cook them this weekend or it's going to be a total waste, but that's just my life now. I don't, and two meals turns into four because it's two Mm -hmm. servings. Right. It's difficult so, to transition. My fridge is like full of beverages, sauces, mm-hmm. heck yes. <laughs> and then just sparse other random things.
2: Yep. <laughs> and most
0: of my most of my cabinets are full of snacks.
2: <laughs> heck yeah. Oh
0: heck yeah. So, I'm learning. I'm trying to figure out cuz I don't like to be wasteful, you know. Me too. But I have to eat. So I'm trying right. To figure out how to manage being a single person in that way. And I don't want to eat takeout food all the time because.
2: Right. That's not good. I, how I ended up getting out of it was because, yeah, I, I hate wasting food. It, it, I've never, never been a fan. That's how I grew up. And I would find ways or try to find resourceful ways to like repurpose leftovers and stuff like that to make it happen and sometimes it's just unavoidable things go bad but and then you're like fucking upset about it um but i sat down one time when i first lived by myself and i'm like okay we're gonna we're gonna figure this out we're gonna do it in a fashion that fits in the busy schedule, you know. Um so it turned into like getting the sectioned out food containers and like doing your fruits and veggies prep. and yeah, and just like all right, I I don't know what I'm hungry for tonight, so we're going to randomly go boop in the in the fridge and pull something out and be like okay, cool. Yeah, um,
0: and freeze freezing stuff. Yes. Uh, and then The air fryer, I've been using that more recently because there's this great little, like, chicken, I think it's just called, like, just chicken or something. It's very lightly breaded, and it's a really good quality chicken. And they have one that's, like, uh, spicy and then just a regular, and I can put those on salads or just, like, them regularly. Um, But, yeah, it's a a crazy new world
2: trying to navigate that. Mm -hmm. You'll get there. You just, yeah, it is kind of hard at first because you're like, what the? (laughs) You're like, oh, I'm hungry for this and this and this. And then you're like, oh, shite. (laughs) Well,
0: yeah. (laughs) And then I go drive to my sister's house once during the week and eat dinner with her. (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs)
0: Heck yeah. That is nice. Uh, Yeah.
2: I've been eating and running. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, I know, sorry. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for the delicious food, but uh, I'm out.
0: She <laughs> always cooks a ridiculous amount of food, so there's always leftovers and most of it gets tossed. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of doing them a favor.
2: hmm Yeah. See, and, and that's another reason why I'm like, okay, I'm not too worried about, you know, especially depending on the time of week. You know, if you make a lot of leftovers and you're like, okay, we got lunches now for the next two three days you know and go from there because yeah i'm a leftover person and then it's sometimes it's really fun um especially i mean uh where my college people at uh when you're living off a not so much of money and you're playing yeah you gotta almost like food network it and be like all right chopped chopped or so, yeah whatever it is and you're like you have a bag of saltine crackers hot sauce in your fridge and a thing of peanut butter
3: that's a beast Go.
2: yeah exactly <laughs> and so suddenly you're like eating tabasco on saltines and you know if you're feeling a little frisky you're like i'm gonna put some little peanut butter in there a little, a little sweet and spicy yeah um I haven't gone to that extreme yet but i, I have been there
0: yeah uh, yeah but i can get pretty creative
2: really. oh heck yeah heck yeah! that's just because i don't necessarily like to go grocery shopping <laughs> so. same and when i do i like load up because that's exactly what i do i like freeze things and oh yeah so i get looks when i go actually go to the grocery store because i'll fill a cart and people are like mm. Mm. and i'm like look do not judge me based on my card. Either. Exactly. Because it's like, you won't be seeing me for the next five months. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I oh, I don't know. I have, like, it's like a, a social anxiety thing, too. I don't feel comfortable being out and about. I if I used to feel really comfortable with before COVID when things used to be open 24 hours a day. I would go really late at night when there's barely anybody because then it's like oh I can think about what kind of foods I want to make and stuff but when it's really crowded I I don't know I don't I get know anxiety weird. too but I yeah. also
0: realize that walking around and I'm sure listeners can probably relate to this but when you're in a grocery store sometimes you walk around and people just they are in their own world they have mm-hmm. no awareness of Mm-mm. anybody else that's around them or what they're doing, and I just feel like I'm dodging, you know, bobbing and yes. leaving and trying to not get run over by carts. And
2: exactly,
0: the so fucking... I, I go early, like, yeah, I show up around six thirty or seven a.m. Sometimes, yeah, stupid, I
2: know, but no, that's like to me, that's perfect. I'm
0: up early, so why not right? go and just
2: get it done, right? I'd rather uh, do that than uh, try to survive the grocery store gauntlet. <laughs> gauntlet.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what
2: it is. Oh, man. Yeah. out of my mouth. <laughs> Social anxiety to the max. Screaming children in aisle six. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you got somebody in the middle of the fucking aisle and aisle eight. And uh, you say, excuse me. You know, I, I do try. I'm. I try to be very polite, you know. I notice I uh, apologize a
0: lot, too. When I like, do, too. And I don't want to do that anymore. I'm not going to be rude, but it's like, why do I need to tell you I'm sorry? Yeah.
2: You're, well, you're also in my way. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I think about that, too. I still fucking do it. I'm just like, oh, I'm so sorry. I just have to, you know, trying to get my cart past a woman on her cell phone in the middle of the fucking aisle, and then she has enough balls to glare at you for trying to get some groceries but she's having a fight with her husband very vocally i might add oh that's always so funny <sighs> yeah and i'm you know you you smile and say i'm sorry you're just gonna sneak by and it's like that incredulous death glare and it's like okay well uh i have a lot of words i can uh say to you right now but i'm just gonna keep
3: fucking moving
2: <laughs> yeah mm stems back from the work in the retail days. Yeah. Well, they do um, have
0: they do have the Halloween decor out now. Yes. It's spooky season officially even though Heck, yes. I mean, obviously this is going to be this a Halloween episode, so obviously. It's <laughs> season, but, but we're recording it in September.
2: Mhm. Still spooky season
0: to me. It is. <laughs> as soon as August is over, it's spooky season in mm-hmm. my opinion. Well, should we do this thing we went on a tangent
2: we did about halloween we did oh 35 minutes (laughs) i'm a nerd for halloween
0: we'll definitely uh chop that down uh maybe we'll just snip out some highlights to share but um cool yeah so this is a home halloween hometown macabre episode a yeah, special that releases on today is Halloween. So, happy Halloween, listeners!
2: Happy Halloween, Yay. trick or treat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and today's episode, we're going to dig into real life horror stories that have taken place in small towns across the U.S. on or around Halloween night. And it's probably well, not going to be a super long episode. I just took out, you know, some of the standout. Stories that I thought were wild and crazy and creepy, and and Blair and I are going to talk about that. But Heck yeah, bonus we, treat, <laughs> bonus treat. Speaking <laughs> of treats, before we get started, I have to ask a very serious question. Oh, what is your favorite Halloween candy?
3: Oh,
2: okay. I might get some crap for this, but I love Milky Ways, especially the Midnight Milky Ways. Oh, that's
0: a good one. Oh, I love them. Mine are always the Reese cups. Dude, those are fucking awesome. I love those too. (laughs) Yeah. And then, what is the worst Halloween candy? Mm.
2: You know, probably like the malted milk balls, um, the gummy foods, like the little gummy burgers. Oh. I'm not a fan of those.
0: Circus peanuts
2: and candy corn. I am not a huge circus peanuts fan. I used to be when I was a kid, but I'm not. And honestly, I still like candy corn. It's more of a nostalgic thing for me because my grandma used to have a bowl of the candy corn like pumpkins, like the sugar pumpkins, and those Mm -hmm. are still like a nice little staple for me and i know people hate them but i'm like look at this little pumpkin and i like so, it so
0: <laughs> i'm not a huge fan of uh candy corn on its own but mm-hmm. here's a fun tip oh if you mix the candy corn in with salted
1: peanuts <gasps> oh it tastes like um what's that peanut candy bar payday's
0: Paydays. It tastes like a payday. Or a nut roll? Ooh. Payday. Yes. Get the Fuck really yeah. salty peanuts and then handful and mix them together. And then I'm on board.
2: I do like some sugar with my salty nuts. Yes. It's a good combo. That sounds good. All Yummy. right.
0: Let's do this. You're Heck welcome yeah. for that fun, that fun little Halloween uh, tip.
2: Heck yeah. Turn the lights off and uh, light a candle and eat some candy for this one.
0: Now, Blair, you're younger than me. I don't know exactly what year you were born, but I did grow up (laughs) in the 80s. Heck yes, you did. Trick-or-treating was like the best during that time frame. It was good, innocent fun. Mm -hmm. We ran around, pretty much ran wild in small groups, and no one really kept track of us. (laughs)
2: That sounds fun. It was fun, but probably not
0: smart on our parents' part. Um, And then, you know, we had homemade costumes and our little plastic buckets, which McDonald's used to give out some cool (laughs) buckets back in the day.
2: They did. I remember that. I Um, don't know if I was alive for that, or it might have ended around (laughs) the time I was younger, maybe. But I know that my my grandma had at least one of them. It was a good Uh, time heck yeah i i unfortunately wasn't alive in the 80s i wish i was i was uh <laughs> i was brought to this earth early uh oh, 1990s but um, i feel so old don't feel old <laughs> honestly i if there's a reason i think why i didn't uh, live in the eighties, I would have been in so much fucking trouble. You probably would have. <laughs> oh, I would have been in trouble. I love the 80s so hard. It's not even funny. So I, I have a feeling that there was a reason why uh I wasn't here before. Just spared you the trouble. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that time frame was all good fun, you know. We mm-hmm. just ran amok and Heck yeah! What I do remember, though, is that there was something sinister that seemed to be lingering in the back of, well, my mom's mind, at least, when we brought our candy-filled jack-o'-lanterns back to the house.
2: Mm-hmm. My mom, and too. I,
0: yeah, and I remember hearing horror stories about razor blades and the candy, and I vividly remember her going through my Halloween haul. Like she'd dump it out on the countertop and yep. everyone, like kind of look through everything. And anything that was homemade immediately got tossed. You know? Yep. That got Same. thrown out. Too suspicious.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Even if it then, was slightly open or looked a little off, yeah, my mom and my dad would take care of that too.
0: Yep. And then part of me is like now as an adult, they were probably just looking for the good candy to take for themselves.
2: (laughs) Give me that Milky Way.
0: They tried to pass it off as like, oh, I'm going to inspect your candy, but secretly they were stashing the good shit and then they gave you your candy back. One for you, two for me. This one's bad. This one's bad.
2: (laughs) Midnight Milky Way. This one's definitely bad. Oh, you don't (laughs) want that one.
0: (laughs) But truth be told, that fear wasn't completely irrational Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I got to kick this off with the first hometown macabre episode that took place back in 1974 and this I think is Mm -hmm. what sparked I mean this was just years before I started my trick-or-treating adventures so not not too long ago I'm sure it was all over the news uh newspapers but uh in 1974 8-year-old Timothy O'Brien died from eating cyanide-laced candy. Oh, you have you heard of this? Uh no. I've okay. heard of the razor blades,
2: not the okay. cyanide.
0: Okay. But as it turns out, it wasn't uh candy that he uh, I got to I got to back that up. I don't know why my brain was like that doesn't seem right, but it's right. <laughs> okay. In 1974, eight-year-old Timothy O'Brien died from eating cyanide-laced candy. But as it turns out, it wasn't candy that he had gotten while he was trick-or-treating. The candy was actually given to him by his father. Oh my gosh. Timothy's father was deep in debt and had recently taken out life insurance policies on all five of his children. That fateful evening, Ronald O'Brien, Timothy's father, gave all five of his children cyanide-laced candy. Timothy was the only one of the children that actually ate the candy. So, the real monster in this terrifying tale was actually Timothy's father. I'm sure it was obvious to the authorities, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) what the hell happened here because... He was pretty quickly convicted uh, of murder, and he actually died by lethal injection 10 years after the conviction. So Wow. Yeah. And it, of course, made headlines. And this story perpetuated that urban legend about dangerous Halloween candy Mm -hmm. and still is something that is very much on people's minds today. Um, I didn't see the connection with the razor blades, but I'm sure that there probably have been some weirdos. Mm -hmm. But most times the danger is not necessarily from the people you go to their homes to Mm -hmm. do trick or treating. It's comes from a darker place inside your own home sometimes.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I, I have read a couple of different things where it actually said that the razor blade candy was actually just a myth um but that was something that carried into my childhood and that was like the main thing that parents would tell their kids yeah it's like oh we gotta check and you'd always hear like we don't want razor blades or anything weird how would you get razor
0: blades in a piece of candy anyways i don't
2: know the only way i could think of was like were people because like one of the stories i read was allegedly and. This is a myth, but um, this one guy that was doing it was softening up candies, like chocolates mostly, you know, and take like only opening like one side of the wrappings and just like pushing them in fully so they weren't exposed. Um, which is why people are like, no open wrappings on your candy, you know, get rid of it, blah, blah blah. Um, but it's like. Who's taking the time to do that? And how yeah. many are you doing? Or are you just being like, oh, Russian? One, yeah, yeah, one random, yeah, you know.
0: Piece. So, question: Do you know of any horror movies that have ever played off of that idea?
2: The razor blades? Mm-hmm. No, uh not in candy. Hmm. That seems like a missed opportunity. I know. I know. I feel like that could have that could be something that could take off. sounds very saw like yeah agreed
0: Uh, i think there's another one
2: coming out i don't know i did i saw that yeah did you hear about the thanksgiving themed horror movie (laughs) i think i saw an ad for it i just i'm like what i know and i kind of want to watch it just for like the
0: (laughs) the the, shock factor
2: yeah because it's like what but who knows um is it eli roth no way i I thought it I'm gonna look it up. I don't remember okay. what it's called, even, but I think it's coming out on Thanksgiving, but I thought one of the articles said that it was uh Eli Roth's oh well, you know that'll be wild, it'll be a lot of torture oh, and
0: yeah, yeah, mindfuckery um yeah, okay, for real you you look at that and then I'll go on with the next story, okay. So this next tale of terror takes place in 1984. On Halloween night, eight-year-old Brian Massey should have been out trick-or-treating with his friends or his sisters. Instead, Mm -hmm. he witnessed the murder of his mother and two sisters at the hand of his crazy stepfather, 26-year-old David Andrews. Oh. Brian watched helpless, helplessly as his stepfather stabbed and killed his mother and then proceeded to chase down his 10 and 11 year old sisters, murdering them in the hallway. 26 year old David Andrews was convicted of the murders. And the most recent information on the case says that he was recently up for parole. Now, I was not able to find out whether or not he was actually released from prison uh but obviously this boy that survived is very much against the idea of him ever getting out of jail. Mm-hmm.
1: Ooh. Did you find it?
2: Mm-hmm. It is Eli Roth directing oh, shit. it.
1: Mm-hmm. So and
2: he you know was it's gonna be gruesome. Uh huh. And he also helped with the screenplay. And apparently it's called Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, and it says it's a at this moment when we're we're uh recording this, it's we're at the beginning of September, but it says it's an upcoming American slasher film uh directed by Eli Roth. Um it's based off of Roth's mock trailer of the same name from Grindhouse. So apparently there was like a joke about it just a just while a ago. And, and they're like, let's just
0: do a movie on it.
2: Yeah. Um apparently this was quite a while ago. Apparently it's been a running joke for like 15 or 16 years (laughs) and i'm gonna see i haven't seen the trailer for it i did see a sneak peek of some like uh dude with an axe or something in a promo picture
0: what kind of makes Um, me wonder are they gonna play on the idea of the family against each other (laughs) because we know right like most family thanksgivings a lot of them not most some of them, I don't know what am i- what am I saying? uh, I don't know some family Thanksgivings are pretty messed up. mm-hmm, uh, not everybody gets along <laughs> right, so I could see right. how that could go to a very dark place right what oh, I mean, so he, he can turn anything into horror. he's got a crazy imagination,
2: yeah, for real, um. So apparently, so this is an article I found from Collider.com, and it's like, so what is this movie about? And it says, the movie is set in Plymouth, Massachusetts, a town that takes Thanksgiving very, very seriously. And it says, (laughs) in quotes, the table is set, the festivities have begun, but an uninvited guest has arrived, and this year there will be. No leftovers. (laughs) Uh, When a serial killer sets his sights on the residents of the town, he is determined to kill as many of them as possible. The big question to be answered is why? What is Thanksgiving about that sets the killer off? And knowing Roth, it could be something as simple as a guy who just really wants to fight for the rights of animals raised for the slaughter. End quote. (laughs)
0: i mean that's wow. very likely that whole story is a story right but the plymouth the whole thanksgiving dude, that would be an
1: interesting episode for
2: real cover i i'm so gonna dark. watch it right we'll to talk oh, about that dude we could totally do this <laughs> yeah that talk, talk about macabre material mm-hmm.
3: yeah
0: it could you ready for the, you ready for the next one Yeah.
2: Let's do it. Sorry.
0: (laughs) That's okay. No. uh, Now, this next little eerie story is about a case of mistaken Halloween decoration. Oh, no. In 2005, in Delaware, commuters passing through a residential area saw what looked like an elaborate Halloween prop of a woman's body hanging from a tree. For hours people drove by this so-called prop without realizing that a 42-year-old woman had committed suicide by hanging herself from a tree.
1: So she was just hanging out there for hours. And you wouldn't really think
0: you wouldn't your brain wouldn't immediately go to that that's a human body and that committed suicide. And I should have Preface to trigger warning, but I feel
2: like every episode just automatically comes with a trigger warning. Yeah, listener discretion is advised. Oh, always, 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 always. But especially for Halloween, I mean, some of the decorations that people come up with are pretty elaborate. So it's like you probably wouldn't even think twice about it if you saw something like that. Apparently, this has happened more than once. Like what? it,
0: It in different forms and fashion there was i just um saw uh, one the other day that said this guy had hung himself in his garage and that like the garage door was open and people just
1: kept walking by you know what i mean just thought it was an elaborate prank and then
0: another one i saw was about this uh body that was just laying out Side somewhere on the ground or in the road and
2: without a head uh well we'll get to that one oh, okay <laughs> okay because i think i've heard that one we'll get to that one okay um
1: oh so,
0: yeah we'll get to that one in a second but yeah multiple times people have mistaken human bodies for halloween decor
3: and mm. found
0: out by uh yeah that it wasn't the case so, <clears throat> this next one takes place on Halloween night in 1984. An elderly man named Marvin Brandlin answered his front door. There on the doorstep stood what looked like a trick-or-treater wearing a pillowcase over their head with eye holes cut in it. Now, this to me sounds like something right out of a freaking horror movie, like the uh-huh. way a horror movie would start. Right? The masked visitor pulled out a gun and forced Marvin to go into the house down into his basement where he kept a safe. The masked intruder demanded that Marvin give him all of his money, or he said he was gonna shoot him. But Marvin wasn't gonna go down without a fight, So he tried to wrestle the wrestle for the gun, and sadly the gun fired, which ended up shooting him in the throat and
1: no. killing him
0: the masked assailant removed the pillowcase and fled the scene. When the police tested the pillowcase for DNA in 2010, they were unable to extract anything that would lead to the identity of the masked perpetrator. And it's suspected that the killer must have been someone who knew Marvin because they knew the location of the safe that was hidden in the basement. And Hmm. no one
1: to this day has ever been convicted of the crime. Wow. That's horrible. How creepy would that be, though? Someone right? shows up. Sometimes the simplest, like,
0: the, the the people that are, like, trying to wear costumes, but they're not really costumes, the mm-hmm. simple things. Yep. Like, the potato sack or the pillowcase, just when the costumes are that simple is almost creepier to me.
1: Yep you know,
0: like a full-on mask
1: or whatever. Right. Agreed. Yeah. And, I mean, the Halloween
0: movies are great for obvious reasons, but it it seems like this is a perfect time for people to get away with crazy shit like that because Mm -hmm. everyone's running around outside wearing masks Mm -hmm. and people are carrying fake weapons and Things like that. So the next two tales, they're really short, but they involve mass killers as well. Oof. So this next one a man dressed up as Freddy Krueger and he showed up uninvited to a Halloween party in San Antonio, Texas. Oh. He pulled out a gun,
1: opened fire, and killed five people and then fled the scene. Holy shit. So no, that person was not caught. The third mass
0: killer had seen one too many scream movies. And on Halloween night in 2013 in New York state, a man wearing a ghost face mask shot a 19 year old, uh, another 19 year old man and fled into the night. And I couldn't find
1: any information on whether the perpetrator was caught or not. Wow. Well and I mean
2: think about how much activity is going on where people are reporting things also and maybe just the assumption that well it's Halloween you know it's fake. people yeah. mhm
0: pranks and yep yeah wow. yeah I mean, it's a perfect time to get away with stuff like that I think
2: mhm that's horrible and now this
0: Next one you had sort of hinted at, um, it doesn't involve a masked killer, but what is a good Halloween horror story without a decapitation? (sighs) In 2014, just days before Halloween, witnesses saw a man drag a decapitated body out of a Long Island apartment. He laid the body in the street, then kicked the head to the opposite curb to onlookers it seemed to be a macabre Halloween prank for a while nobody did anything because one witness even said that it just looked fake you know they didn't Mm -hmm. didn't think anything of it the horrifying truth only came to light when a good Samaritan tried to move the corpse out of the middle of the street and realized that it was a real human body (sighs)
2: Can you imagine Can you being imagine? that person? <laughs> oh, Can you imagine? No, no. Yeah. yeah. And the
0: poli- The police, it didn't take long for them to figure out that the body belonged to Patricia Ward, who was a 66-year-old professor at New York's Farmingdale State College. Even before discovering her body, police had received another call about another dead body that had been run over by a train about a mile down the road. It turns out that the second body was that of the decapitated woman's son, 35-year-old Derek Ward. Derek had a history of mental illness, but prior to the murder, it appeared that he was doing much better. While living with his mother, something apparently caused him to relapse. He snapped and beheaded his mother with a kitchen knife, then dragged her body out of the apartment, down the stairs, and through the front door of the building. After leaving the body in the street, he calmly walked away and leaped in front of an oncoming train committing suicide. As to why he killed his mother and then himself, well, that will
1: remain a Halloween horror mystery. Wow. Holy shit. Mm
2: -hmm. And on top of it all, a kitchen knife.
1: Yeah.
0: I feel like that would be <gasps> very um, difficult to achieve. Mm-hmm. Not to be too morbid and gruesome, but um I don't know. I mean, I'm not a hunter. I don't really. I've never
3: mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. to
0: deal with animals in that way, or and obviously, humans anatomy is very different. But uh yeah, that seems like that would be a
1: physically challenging thing to do. Well, in the bone, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I just can't imagine being the people who drove by, walked
0: by, you know, kids probably like making jokes. Yeah. And it was just some Halloween prop and then finding out later that you
1: were dealing with something that horrific. Mm Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine. Oh.
0: And then I have one more for you. This one's pretty interesting. Ooh. I might touch on one other one, but I'll have to pull up some info on that. Um, so this story is that of 15-year-old Martha Moxley. Have you heard that name by any chance? It
2: does sound familiar.
0: Okay. On October 31st of 1975, Martha Moxley was found brutally beaten and stabbed to death with a broken golf club. Her body was then hidden beneath the pine trees in the backyard of her family home in Greenwich, Connecticut. Her neighbor, Michael Skakel, was eventually convicted two years after the crime was committed. One of the crazy facts about this case is that the murder happened in a gated community in a very wealthy neighborhood. And Michael Skakel is a cousin to the Kennedy family. Huh. So it was like a very affluent neighborhood. This beautiful young girl. Halloween was found brutally beaten and stabbed with a fucking golf club.
1: Uh, Wow. This
0: guy, he spent 11 years in prison and made a number of appeals. And his conviction was eventually overturned because the state could not prove his guilt without a
1: reasonable doubt.
0: Hmm. And this is a crazy case, like this case, we could legitimately do a whole episode on Mm -hmm. because of all the inconsistencies and just the strangeness. I mean, they connected the golf club back to his family house like it was his family's golf club. Right. Hmm. I don't know how much more. Right. Right. I mean you know suspicious that is and then also he had friends that knew him that said you know he bragged about doing the crime and said he even went up in the tree and like pleasured himself above the body in the what tree the fuck and I- this dude is just out there
2: running free and That wasn't enough evidence for them to... Nope. What the fuck?
0: So he spent 11 years in prison and then just kept appealing and the prosecutor or what, I don't know if the prosecutor wasn't the prosecutor, but anyways, they overturned it and just basically said that they could not prove that he had done it without reasonable doubt. So there must've been some other evidence that was introduced or something to bring that into question, but. If you look up photos of this dude, he looks like a fucking creep. Too. Mm. And I well, try not to be judgy, but I think I have radar for creeps. I think I've got pretty good radar th- when it comes to that stuff.
2: Yeah, I think I do too. And I I don't like to judge people either, but sometimes you just get a gut feeling.
0: Yeah, he looks uh. Well, and I guarantee if- The impression that I get is he was probably a little bit older than her. Mm -hmm. He obviously lived close by. She was a young, beautiful girl from a rich family. Mm -hmm. He probably had sexual fantasies about her. He probably followed her, was creeping on her, and tried to make advances. And she was like, no, I'm not having any of that. And he just flipped out.
1: Well,
2: and okay, I keep thinking about the whole, like, Oh, yeah, I went in the tree and blah, blah, blah. So if if that happened, do you think that they could have found some DNA evidence then of uh, whatever the, you know, doing the... I mean,
0: either they didn't, weren't looking for it and they didn't collect it at the time.
3: Hmm. Uh...
0: And, I mean, I, I don't know the state that her body was found in or clothing or anything like that. But, I mean, that's right. the obvious impression that I get is whoever did that was really pissed off and probably uh-huh. wanted something from her and,
2: yeah, you know. And I can't imagine that <laughs> with a golf club, I can just about imagine what uh, the state of her body was. Like, that just... <sighs> Yeah.
0: Yeah. And she probably should have been out with friends and mm-hmm. parties for Halloween and stuff like that. And I feel so bad for her family because they feel very strongly that this person is responsible and now they
2: have to live with that. The fact that he's not. Yeah. He, they let him out. Yeah. Like, uh I would have moved out of that area, especially with it being a gated community. I'm pretty sure this dude
0: worked in politics in some way. Like I I'm pretty sure he like worked as an aide or something. I don't hmm. know. You'll you'll have to look him up. It's Michael yeah.
2: Skakel. Sounds like he's a time just yeah. by the name. But yeah, and that I mean that's some red flag too. Um probably got paid off. You know, somebody probably helped them get out and paid it off and
0: well yeah their family obviously had money uh uh-huh. connected to the Kennedys. <sighs> so well I have one more for you. This one uh isn't too far from my hometown. This actually took place in um Indianapolis. Oh this took place on Halloween night in nineteen sixty three. There were more than 4,000 spectators packed into a building for a holiday on ice performance. When, during the finale, there was a massive explosion. A leak and a valve supplying propane to the popcorn warmer was responsible for a blast that sent bodies flying 60 feet, killing 74, and injuring more than
1: 400 people. Holy shit. Can you imagine? No. Ugh. Wow. Yeah. So,
0: and of course, you know, it's Halloween night and they said, um, although more than the usual number of police officers were on duty that night anticipating mm-hmm. things like vandalism and stuff like that, right? Uh, the city's emergency preparedness, they were able to mobilize quickly, but they got overwhelmed very quickly, like they weren't fully prepared to deal with the catastrophe. Yeah, oh. so they ended up using the Coliseum as a makeshift morgue, and the bodies of the victims were basically just laid out across the ice and covered in blankets
1: until so the families could come and identify them. Wow, I can't imagine. Uh
2: I I cannot imagine that. Especially when you think about, well, who's really attending? A lot of kids. You know? Um and to be those parents that have to
1: Oh wow.
0: So this was at um the Conseco field What? Well, well it was called the Coliseum before that but now it's the Conseco Fieldhouse
1: which is where like the Pacers and everything uh the Pacers play. Mm. Yeah, down at the Indiana State Fairgrounds.
0: Yeah, so propane connected to the popcorn machine blew up.
2: That's so crazy. Also,
0: makes me wonder if there were any uh repercussions for that issue. Yeah. Like if it was a manufacturing issue uh, something that the company would have to be liable for. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Because, I mean,
2: if it was like a propane issue, do you really think that it would have been something that was maybe like employee error or, I you know, know, neglect or. Uh, I, but I a know, popcorn but... machine, like a popcorn machine, like not, you know.
1: Yeah. Oh, man.
0: And there are probably a lot more Halloween horror stories. I know there are more murders. I mean, it is, that stuff happens every day of the year, but something like yeah. that happening on Halloween just mm-hmm. that much more creepy. Right. Especially when you're dealing with cases of people wearing masks and murdering people. hmm. So be safe out there, trick or treaters.
2: Yes, have fun, but really be safe. Watch out for your candy. Watch out for everyone around you. And um, if you're seeing uh, some, I don't know, some sketchy ass decorations, just maybe be, uh, yeah, be be cautious. Don't touch them. Don't go near them. Uh, and move them. Yeah, and if you do see anything that just seems off to you or if you feel uncomfortable with something that's going on around you, uh, make sure you're telling people and you reach out. Dial that in,
0: people. <laughs> Dial yeah.
2: that in. Dial it in because Call somebody. you don't know if it's a prank or not. And based on this episode, I don't think it's just safe to assume that it's a prank. <laughs> mm-hmm. Holy shit.
0: <laughs> and on a closing note, since it is halloween yeah we know you've probably already done your halloween party over the weekend because halloween falls on weekdays so let's be real Mm -hmm. you've already partied yourself out (laughs) so we want to see your halloween costume yeah please post that in the facebook private group for the macabre podcast Yes. And maybe we can even do like a fun little giveaway for the best costumes.
2: Yeah. That would be fun. Let's do it.
0: Let's do it. We've got some Macabre stickers. We We do. We Um, do. We might come up with something else fun to give away. But yes, post. And also, as a special treat for the ladies of Macabre, if you would be so kind as to rate us and leave a stellar review. We'll love you even more than we
2: do now. Yes please. <laughs> we're yes, trying to get please. to a hundred
0: people. Yes. We're trying
2: to get to a hundred. We're we're trying. And you know, we we do have extra bonusy things out there also that keeps growing. For Patreon. I'm looking at you, looky loos, freaky friends, deadly darlings, uh macabre hotties. It's that spooky season all year round on Patreon. Well, I mean, on the show in general, but over there, it gets kind of <laughs> fucking nuts. Stuff. Yeah, even yeah. more so. Uh, you could hear us laughing like you've never heard us laugh before over on Patreon. We so, play games. Yeah, we play games. We have we kind of uh, conjure up some ideas over there that end up playing a big part in the shows later on that we record. So, it's... Uh,
0: I think we're going to be doing a macabre, would you rather at the end we of the We are. Specifically for Patreon. So uh-huh. um, that will be an event. Yes. And also we talked about the history of alcohol. We did.
2: Uh macabre drunk history. <laughs> yeah. Those we, are things
0: to look forward to.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm still thinking about my topic, but. Uh, I've got mine. I, I do have, uh, I do have the. Uh, Props for the 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 drinking the aspect drinks. of the uh, <laughs> drunk covered. history. Oh yeah, it may or may not involve absinthe, and and I mean like the original absinthe, <laughs> French. You're doing absinthe, and I'm gonna do an old fashioned. Oh yeah, woof! I'm gonna have to have a chaperone mm-hmm. maybe because. I don't know how it's going to be, friends, but... I can't uh, wait to hear your stories. Oh, balls.
0: Spectacular. I,
2: I got to figure out what I'm doing. <laughs> I just don't know the historical
0: event. Mine involves a very sticky situation, but I'm not going to give it away. But you know what I'm talking I about. I do. I do. Oh, uh, gonna be so good.
2: Yeah, I got to figure my, my story out because uh, there's a lot to choose from.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, friends, happy Halloween. We love you.
2: We love you. Enjoy this time because spooky season, my friends, of course isn't over. i going to keep rocking your fucking socks off.
0: It doesn't have to die today. <laughs> no, no.
2: Spooky season in our souls always. It
0: lives in your heart forever. Yeah.
2: Ever. Spooky season <laughs> never dies. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.